The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Raising teens alone can be brutal. It becomes easier when you are co-parenting with the universe. Welcome to Co-Parenting with the Universe. This is Muriel Falous, your host. And I'm reminding you that if you're listening to that podcast, we're still in the time period where you can get a free month in my Co-Parenting with the Universe membership, which means you'll have access to a live workshop that we do as moms to our specific problems and uh, all the library of tools. The only thing you have to do is to go put a review on iTunes about this new podcast that I just started transitioning from my old, from my old one. And um, by the way, If you are an existing listener that used to listen to my Single Moms Doing It All podcast, I have a question for you. I have episodes that were very popular and episodes with Hay House authors that did well and that people loved. Would you like me to bring those episodes in this podcast? I mean, I would republish them as something that I imported from the old so that you'll still have access to it when I will uh, put an end and um, remove all the archives from the old one. Let me know. Let me know what episode you liked. I know that before I was even doing Single Moms Doing It All, I was doing uh, Date Like a French Woman podcast. And I remember one of the episodes that did really, really, really well is the um, let go of your or clear yourself of your ex energy. It did really well. I got a, a good um, feedback from it. And I'm going to do an episode, a fresh new episode on that today. I mean, not today. <laughs> Coming up, sorry. <coughs> Still recovering from COVID. Uh, in this podcast as well, but a new version of it. And I think I'll do several of them because there is also people who deal with their ex-mother-in-law and it's uh, a lot of exes' energies that may still be attached to us and lowering our vibration. So I know this one was a very popular one, so I'm going to redo one. And But when I'm talking about importing older episodes, I'm talking about episodes that were more like interviews. And also suggest topics. If there are topics that you want me to cover, let me know. Join our Co-Parenting with the Universe Facebook group and let me know or let me know. Visit my website, shoot me an email. Um, Co-ParentingWithTheUniverse.com So today we are going to talk about one of the major blocks 
that I see when we're talking about co-parenting with the universe that I see with moms and frankly, even with moms that I coach because you know how it's the same thing when you go to a workshop and you're all pumped up and your, your energy is vibrating high. I remember one of the Hay House uh, workshop weekend that uh, conferences that they had weekend long conferences in Vegas in uh, when Louise Hay was still alive. And I remember coming back from one of them and my vibration was so high that the light in my room was going on and off, on and off, on and off. And thank God I was alone at home that day. So <laughs> instead of getting scared, I remember that it was my vibration because vibration, electricity is very conductive and, and vibration can really affect that. Or, or it was maybe a guide or someone who's departed. But anyway, my vibration was so high that I literally said, stop to the light, enough. And it stopped. And when we go to places like that, I've done a lot of Tony Robbins seminar at the beginning, like the four, three and a half day, date with destiny. I came back transformed. And you get the benefits of those workshops lasting for quite some time. But if you don't practice, if you don't cultivate, thus the importance of having a coach. I personally always have coaches because they keep me on track. And or being in a membership, you forget. And when we're talking about co-parenting with the universe, one of the major blocks that I see is not remembering that you have access to that and drowning in your problem or your worries or even if you're not drowning, being so preoccupied that you can't access that, that resource. And that's really a pity because whether you're new to this podcast or you're not, you know the benefits, the miracles that it can create in your life. So why not take advantage of that? So remembering. How do you remember to cooperate with the universe? Well, that's very simple. You cultivate that relationship. You cultivate it daily. You cultivate it in many ways. One of the ways is to sit on your, like in your morning routine, I recommend that you would have a morning routine, even if you're a single mom like me who is very busy. Even if it's a 10-minute... When my kids were younger, I used to have a 10-minute morning routine. Frankly, I didn't have more time than that. But I was cultivating my relationship with the unseen, my soul, the universe. I believe in angels, the guardian angels around me, uh, archangel. Michael, which Michael, Michael in Hebrew, um, since I uh, asked and interacted with that archangel a lot in my life, and I even had a vision once, and I saw it, it saved my life. I tell you about it. I'll, I'll share some anecdotes in this podcast, uh, personal anecdotes that are pretty cool. And cultivating a relationship with that will do two things. First of all, it will keep it alive in you and you will remember it. It's like when you see someone uh, that can, let's say, 
someone that makes super good uh, souffles. I've been in the mood for a souffle for quite some time. And since I came back from COVID, like since I, f I started feeling better, I've been wanting a souffle, but it's so hard to make. I didn't even bother yet. And I, I cannot be in the kitchen uh, without gloves and mask and because I don't want to contaminate my son. I'm still in isolation. So I could not start a souffle. But let's say you know somebody who makes the amazing cheese souffle. And this person is in your life. You see that person every day. When you have a dinner invitation and you really want to impress your guests or when you're craving with a souffle, if you see that person on a regular basis, that person is going to be in your mind. You're going to think about that person right away because it's present in your mind. That's even a marketing concept when, as coaches, for us to develop our business, they say you have to be top of mind to your potential clients. So that's why you have to interact with people, do podcasts, do marketing videos, do free workshops, etc. Because then you're present in their mind and they're going to think about you and they will need whatever you're providing. That's the same thing. When you interact with the universe on a daily basis, when you're in a pickle, when you need a solution, when you're afraid, you're going to think about that resource it will naturally come to your mind. So that's one of the reasons why cultivating that relationship is, is a crucial because it removes the block of forgetting that it's there. The second reason is the more we do something, the more, the better we get at it. And okay, so... If you don't know, I'm also a Reiki, um, advanced Reiki practitioner and energy worker. Before COVID, I used to work on people uh, physically. And since I, I was training and working and all that, my ability to sense energy sharpened. And now there are things where I know when I'm aligned with the flow. I know when, even if rationally it doesn't make sense, I know that's the right thing. Same thing here. The more you do it, the more you're going to become good at it. And another way to cultivate that is to play games with yourself. And do not go into the need to be right. For example, when I go in, in front of an elevator, that's something that I always do. I guess with my body, which one is going to come first if there are two of them? And for you, I would say, start experiencing and see what's your main way of knowing things that you cannot know rationally. Like, when you think about, there is the yes and the no in the body, and I think I'm going to do a, a YouTube video about that, but when you think about stand up in where you are and think about your name and say my name is and say your name and see where does it fall in your body. There is a tiny reaction. For me, it's in my throat, in my chest, I mean, the yes. 
I feel a tiny reaction, but you have to be really quiet with yourself. And now say something that is untrue, like I'm a cat or whatever you want. I live in Liverpool, if you live in Los Angeles. And see where it falls in your body. For me, that's a constriction, very subtle constriction in my throat. Start practicing with that every day. And start, for example, when the example I always give because it's so it's so obvious, you schedule an, uh, an appointment that you don't you don't really feel like scheduling. It's more like an obligation. It's not aligned with your truth. It's not aligned with what you want. Feel how it feels in your body, and then you have to cancel that appointment because you really don't feel like going. And you know you're going to say a white lie. How does that feel in your body? Start detecting the mini reactions in your body of untruth. That will give you a huge indication of how to take your, make your decisions also in the future. Because you, we can feel, but we override because we, have, we haven't been taught. And we can feel sometimes when... It def- There is a question of trusting, of course, but the more you do that, the more you trust yourself. And on big decisions, you don't start right away making big decisions using that if that's not something you've done in the past and and you know you're, you're solid on that. And even though, even some of the best psychics that I know when they have a huge decision to make and they know they can get in, in their own way because, because we can trick ourselves they ask someone else to help them. But cultivating that, for example, for me, leaving the country, I feel in my body and in my heart that it's the right decision, even though my mind is telling me that I'm crazy because my daughters are staying in the US. I feel that it is the best decision for me. I feel that it is the best decision for my son, which he's taken off school not off, but transitioning school into a completely other language in his last year of high school. But I know, because I know that feeling of alignment, I know that my highest guidance is pushing me there. Even though my mind and my rational side is, frankly, sometimes less and less, but used to, at the beginning, wake me up in the middle of the night telling me that I was crazy. So I have two sides fighting each other in me, my rational side and that that guidance, that relationship, like I said, with the universe that I trust is guiding me right now. So remembering that you have access and cultivating. And another way is also to go back to your past. Take a piece of paper, go back. What decisions did you make based on intuition only, based on your heart that may not have made completely sense, completely made sense at the time. And maybe people were looking at you weird and say, hmm, because we're always so afraid of being unsafe. And people around us always try to protect us in a, in a counterproductive way sometimes, especially if they don't share our... our convictions, that there is an, a force that we cannot see with our eyes that can guide us to the highest good for us. So 
remember that it is available for you to help you co-parent. Like I mentioned to you, my head is like, are you crazy? You're taking your son to another language and it's going to delay how long it's going to take for him to get his high school diploma. He was on track. But considering everything that happened, I know that the place where we are now, Las Vegas, is not the best place for him. I know that even though we've been trained by our society to know that that's the path and we do one, two, three, and that's how we get there, we are way more than that as human beings. An adventure is opening the mind and creating resources that wouldn't be there if we didn't take that first step. And also knowing that unless it's a life and death situation, everything can be corrected. It's like when you take a job and you're like, oh my God, is that the best job for me? What if that's not that? This can be corrected. I'm leaving to another country. If things don't go the way they should go, the best way, we can always come back. Which frankly, I don't think that's, I, I think that's the best way, but remembering that there is that huge, infinite guidance, wisdom, and assistance. Assistance, remember. Let me give you um, an example of something recent. I took my um, daughter, who just turned 20, to have her wisdom teeth removed last week. And as we got to the surgeon... They did some x-ray and he said, well, it's not urgent. They may never go down. It won't move her front teeth. But at a certain point, they may go down. And we may need to remove them. But frankly, you can wait. Considering that I'm leaving the country and I have an amazing health insurance dental that my daughter won't have when I leave. I wanted to do that procedure before I left. But as he explained that, knowing that surgeons love to cut, because I went to see a heart surgeon um, in, back in February, and he always, or, already wanted to schedule a heart surgery for me the week after, um, I said, okay, if the doctor is saying that it's not urgent and is a surgeon, it's really not urgent. Is it in her best interest to do it now? Because especially before the doctor came into the room, they put a movie and frankly, that needs to be changed. Because I understand that they want to let us know of the worst case scenario with anesthesia and they want to cover themselves for lawsuits I'm currently getting certified in clinical EFT, so I'm learning a lot about the body, a lot about um, our cells, uh, uh, the way our DNA is expressing itself. And what I'm learning is that the intention is huge. It's a huge factor of healing. And placebo is working in many cases when they do studies about 
Antidepressants, for example, placebo was more effective than the pill itself. So when they show you videos that scare you that much, they're already programming you to not heal as fast as you could be. They could explain it with less doom and gloom. How do you say? Gloom and doom. Because even the guy who was presenting the video was dressed all in black with a black tie, like he was going to a funeral. Seriously, we were so depressed. I, I started tapping on my daughter in the room because she was starting to be anxious before even the doctor came. So that's where we were. Then the doctor came and said, it's not urgent. And he said, I'm going to let you decide because we may not be able to do it today. We'll see. So he left the room and I asked the universe and we said, listen, if it, is, <coughs> sorry, if it is not in her best interest to do it, make it so that we can do it today and that it's obvious that it's not in the best interest. The nurse came back and told us that he couldn't do it today because somebody came with a double fracture in their jaws. So we won't be able to do it today. We went home and we decided not to do it right away. Three days later, she was diagnosed with COVID positive, which would have been a disaster probably because if she was healing from an anesthesia, a surgery plus COVID, it would have been way more complicated. And all that because we remembered to ask the universe to show it, show us what is in the, our highest interest and make it obvious. That was obvious. I mean, there was no, I mean, what were the odds that there would be an emergency surgery with a guy who would be uh, having a fractured jaw that necessitated uh, I don't think it's, I think I'm doing Franklish, that needed a, a surgery right away. So that's what I'm talking about. Remembering that it's accessible to us, remembering that it's available to us. That's the first block that you can remove. I'll cover another block in another episode, but start working on that and start working small. Start asking for guidance in small ways. Start asking, start proving to yourself, and maybe you're already doing that because if you're listening to Co-Parenting with the Universe, you are spiritually oriented and you know about energy and attraction and manifestation and all that. I call it more the law of alignment because it's like an elevator and stopping at the flow of hope or the flow of appreciation. Start working with that. I always expect a parking spot wherever I go and it never fails. I affirm that I attract abundance and I keep parking at the gym next to Rolls Royces. That's the second one in the last month. Uh, well, I mean, I'm at home now. I cannot go anywhere. But when I was going to the gym, Bentleys and everywhere I go. Start proving to yourself that it's out there for you and remembering that it's out there. So that's it for today. Questions, suggestions for topic, contact me in the Co-Parenting with the Universe Facebook group. I'll be delighted to interact with you and welcome you in the group. And go and also 
do the mini tapping sessions that I put there regularly. Until then, go cooperant with the universe. I wish you a wonderful experience. Bye. Mwah. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.